Welcome to Tech Tools. I am Dean Ledwig wandering around the Blue Ridge Mountains looking for a satellite signal so I can bypass the mainstream media. And with me is always my Texas counterpart. Hey, Scott Dunlop here reporting from an abandoned missile silo in Lukabok, Texas, and Starlink is on the way. Awesome. Should be delivered today, as a matter of fact. Oh, wow. I can't wait to uh, hear the test results from it. Well, you will because you'll be part of the test results. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, that's how it works. Yeah, I remember when I used to get test results and and uh, it was pass or fail. And I'd be like, did I get a 65? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you get the pass. Yeah, your analysis, they don't give you they don't give you a number on those. No, no. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I work for myself. It's either positive or negative. Um, <laughs> sort of like some other tests that people have been taking. <laughs> but anyway, yes. first we'll start out with the wheel of genders. Good spin. Good spin. So this week I am, man, I, I tell you what, I, I get so many awards for this. I'm going to be a championship NCAA swimmer, female, female. Well, you sound like it. Yes. But I, you're not a birthing person. Today I am a woman and I'm not a milk giver. <laughs> a milk giver. <laughs> Gives a whole new meaning to the term milkmaid. Yeah, really? <laughs> Okay, well, today I am an Academy Awards slap. That's it. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's uh, that's a lot of fun. There's been a lot in the news lately. Um, well, but not a. Hold on. Let's, oh, all let's, right. Let's hold talk on. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back to you. Hold on. I was just gonna. Well, who gives a shit? Go ahead. <laughs> uh, what would the show be without interruptions? Yes. Anyway. I watched it on, I didn't watch it live because I don't give a shit about no, celebrities. No. I don't care. Celebrities are morons. Yes. Morons. Absolutely. If you worship celebrities, you're as big of a moron as they are. Yes. I just, I if don't. You, it, well, if you listen to them for advice mm -hmm. or their political uh, stupidity, mm -hmm. um, then you are dumber than they are. Most actors and actresses are not very bright. Yeah. I, Some are, but most of them aren't. I never really cared, but I first really learned about this probably about five years ago. And I was listening to No Agenda, and they were talking about the Academy Awards and how rigged they are just to sell movies. I mean, they're rigged. They're totally rigged. Yeah, absolutely. And they're there just to really for Hollywood to blow each other. Yeah. And just talk about how great they are. Yeah. And after learning that, I was like, I didn't watch it before, but I'm definitely not watching no. it now. I mean, when I was a kid, we watched it back in the 80s. Mm -hmm. um, because you didn't have a choice. Yeah, there were, we, had three <laughs> we had three channels. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the Academy Awards was on one of them. And it, and it showed us what movies were out there that we didn't know about. And, you know, kind of maybe something we want to see. But uh, now it's bullshit. So I am not interested in watching celebrities no. jerk each other off for no. four hours. It's a bunch of people saying, I'm amazing. Let me show you how amazing I think you are too. Yeah. <laughs> or or this cause I'm going to pimp in, yes. front of, in front of the camera. Oh, hey, this person hasn't gotten an award yet. Let's go ahead and give them the award. It's their turn. Yeah. Sort of like uh, the presidency. But anyway, <laughs> let's give them a turn. Yeah. Yeah, they've been waiting for a while. It's their turn. It's Hollywood's uh, participation award. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I did not watch the slap in action, but I did watch it on YouTube or yeah. something like that. They That's had, all I saw was that slap. That's all I saw of the Oscars. Well, I watched the unedited version and saw it. And this is really a sign of the times for this period of time that we're in. Mm-hmm. Nobody can take a joke. No. The guy said, you know, you shaved your head for G.I. Jane 2. That's not that big of a deal. Right. Now, knowing a little bit about psychology, mm-hmm. I know that there's probably something else going on there to Maybe make Will Smith get up and act like a moron. Yeah. So you walk up on stage on live TV. Now, okay, so there's a couple of ways we can look at this. Uh-huh. Either it really happened or it was staged. And the more that's come out from this, uh, the less I think it's it was staged. Yeah. We all know that the Academy Awards, nobody cares. Nobody's watching it anymore. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. So this was a little spike in ratings. And, and who, who knows? Who knows? But Will Smith got up on stage, slapped Chris Rock, and then sat down and said, get my wife's name out your effing mouth. Now, knowing Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, she's had a lot of things in her mouth that isn't Will Smith. So. <laughs> As a matter well, of fact, I, w- I would say she's a, a little bit of a cougar rare, you know. Yeah, well, you, having you, having sexual relations with uh with her son's friends. Yeah, think Mr. Smith uh, was overcompensating. Maybe a little. Ah. So uh, anyway, not that I care about millionaires smacking each other around. I like it. Yeah, it's actually pretty funny, but uh, yeah. That's the most entertainment I've seen come out of Hollywood in a while. I mean, because of the Will Smith slap, I didn't hear anything about Ukraine for a day. Wow. That's pretty awesome. Especially from other actors. Yeah, yeah. Who know nothing of what they speak. So actors really did something. Wow. (laughs) It became relevant. Holy yeah, shit. And change the narrative. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, but this is the this is the woke culture. Uh, mm-hmm. I can't stand when somebody says something I do not like, even if it is a joke. Well, that's the whole that's that's the basis of cancel culture. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so bad that well, it, it the basis is you said something or done something that I don't agree with, mm-hmm. therefore you must be punished. You know, you said a joke that I didn't like that I was offended by. So you must be punished. You must be slapped, punched, kicked, or canceled. Yeah. You know, like the entire country of Russia. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I, I love, uh, I was listening to no agenda a couple of weeks ago and their, uh, their podcast uh, artwork for that episode was the globe and Russia had a big 404 not found on it. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just the coolest one. Well, I, I try to think back, you know, where did we go wrong as a society? <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, that's pretty broad. And, yeah. and pre- you know, yeah. that opens, but I'm, I'm talking specifically. Where did the floodgate really open? Well, about, about the woke stuff. And I remember yeah. it. I remember it. It was uh, probably about 1995. And okay. I met one of these new wokesters. Uh, it was a young lady named Carolyn and she was nothing but a victim and all this mm-hmm. other stuff. And, and I, and I was like, you know, and I, I would say jokes that were eh, a little off color, but not racist. Right. And, uh, anyway, she would get all offended 
And I think it was with, you know, back in the 90s with the grunge movement, when PC culture really started, mm-hmm. that's where we started with all this crap. Okay. And from there, <clears throat> we got to this extreme version mm-hmm. that we're in now because most people are like, well, okay, I don't, I don't know what's wrong with them. You know, and it's more conservative people because we don't raise a fuss. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well right. conservatives I mean, I mean, or, we, or, we're, we're like, okay, well, we'll, we'll, all right. That hurts your feelings. We yeah. won't do it. Okay. Yeah. Fine. Or we won't do it in front of you. Yeah. We won't do it in front of you. <laughs> Eat, to each his own. You yeah. know, it's kind of the, what, what used to be the conservative mantra. Right. Um, again, that yeah. changed about the same time. Mm-hmm. When uh, the fall of Soviet Union, see the conservative movement always had a rallying cry, and that was uh, better dead than red. You know, yeah. it was get rid it of the riskies. All, yeah, it was it was you know you damn pinkos. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was, everything was against the Soviet Union. It was the United States against the Soviet Union. That was our rallying cry as Republicans and conservatives. Well, when the Soviet Union fell, the religious right filled that void yeah yeah. and that caused you know a a, an actual uh split from the conservative mentality which was live and let live Mm -hmm. now it's live and let live as long as you abide by our morality Mm -hmm. and you know the left at the time kept coming out with you can't legislate morality Mm -hmm. which i agree with sure now the left are the ones that are trying to legislate morality. <laughs> um, it's it's such a topsy-turvy world. Yeah. And, you know, the floodgates for this, I think, really opened around 2012. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the, the start of it was in the 70s with all of the people going to college getting degrees in therapy. Not psychology or psychiatry, but therapy. Right. And some psychology and some psychiatry as well. But it went from, you know, diagnosing people with schizophrenia and bipolar disorder and, you know, true mental disorders, you know, chemical imbalances. It went from that to let's talk every week and and work through your issues. So now everybody has to have issues <laughs> and you have to discuss them and every, you know, it's, it's like why, a mag- magazine subscription every month you get a new issue. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> it is. I, now I'm seeing commercials for virtual, you know, therapy. We talked about it a, a few months ago on this oh, podcast yeah. about how, and the, the funny thing is you log in, you talk to an intake person and then a prescribing authority sends you medication. Essentially, is what, how it works. Drugs to your door. It is. And the problem is so many people these days, because of this, don't understand the difference between depression and just being sad. Yeah. You know, if you're sad for more than a day, you are clinically depressed, is how they look at it. Or if something changes in your world and you're having a little trouble adapting to it, you now have an anxiety disorder. It's not going the way that I want it. Oh, I need some drugs. So, you know, that's where a lot of this came from. And now from that, it came out to, you know, nobody can be offended. Right. And then the PC culture of the nineties. And then, you know, we got a, we, we got a reprieve from it, you know, from about 2000 
to about 2010, 2012. And then, you know, it started to come back and it came back with a vengeance. And ever since, uh, definitely 2015, 2016, it's really just been, the floodgates have been open. Well, it's a sign of the times. We've got it too good. Yeah. So we had to make up some problems. Exactly. You know, it's the whole, uh, you know, male and female or genders is a social construct, mm-hmm. which was a paper written by a sociologist asking the question, do you think it could just be a social construct? Within a year of that paper being written, it was mainstream that it is a social construct. It was taken as fact by a lot of people. But what about this dangly thing I have between my legs? Is it a know. social you, construct? It is. It is. It's because uh, it could go away. Well, I guess that's why I'm a female swimmer today. See, there you go. That dangly <laughs> thing's going to create some drag. Yeah, I need to tuck it. <laughs> <laughs> you want some duct tape? Yeah. Oh, well, that was a rabbit hole. Anyway. Time for some news. Yeah. First thing I want to bring up, we're going to bring up lies, lies, and more lies today. Yay. Investigation reveals that Biden's CDC bypassed scientific norms to allow teachers unions to rewrite official guidance. Wait, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute. Bypassed scientific norms, and yet we're supposed to follow the science. Uh-huh. Explain that one to me there, Scott. Well, you know, just like gender, science is whatever I say it is. It's fl- Science is fluid. Follow the science. Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I I just don't know where to go with that. Um, but I mean, it's nothing that we didn't already know. Well, I know that uh, this is our gloat moment it because is, we, well, we, you know, we have a few stories today yes. that are gloat moments for us. There are things we've been saying all along and now are coming out as, Oh yeah. Uh, it's not really misinformation. Okay. So disclaimer. Yes. Disclaimer. <laughs> COVID-19 is real. Yes. SARS, COVID-2, and B1, B2, B3, Alpha, Beta, mm-hmm. Omicron. Yeah. It's Decepticon. <laughs> Stealth. Uh, they're all real. We're yes. not saying it's no, not real. No, of course not. People have died. Mm-hmm. So have people died from the flu. I mean, you mean the 80% of people that had at least four comorbidities? Yes. Yes, okay. So, and 75% of which were over the age of 65? Yes. Okay, those dead people. So yes. the same people who died from COVID are the same people who die from the flu. Mm-hmm. Yes. J- just saying. Yeah. Now I'm going to talk about the scamdemic. So all those out there hate listening can know that... I am not a virus denier. Neither is Dean. No. Neither one of us are virus deniers. We believe it was real. We believe that the reaction to it was an effing scam. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yes. And that is the official statement from the Tech Tools podcast. Yes. It's an effing scam. It's an effing scam. <laughs> it's all about control, people. So, yeah. Well, what, what happened here? So, they, they kowtowed to the teachers' union to close schools. Mm-hmm. And didn't go by the scientific data that kids were going to be okay. Yeah. Kids are going to be fine. Yeah. They need not worry. Parents need not worry. Nor do these children need vaccinations. And now they're looking at vaccine vaccines for, for uh, six months old. Well, they, they've approved the, or they're trying to approve the fourth shot. Yeah, now. the fourth shot, but that's only right now. For people over 65 or immunocompromised. Yeah. So the committee obtained emails between the CDC and the AFT in which the CDC gave the AFT an advanced look at its proposed school reopening guidelines in draft form. The testimony indicated that this in itself was unusual. Worse, the teachers' union was allowed to suggest edits in the guidance that in more than one instance were adopted virtually word for word. Mm -hmm. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky tried to mislead the House Committee about the AFT's role. But it's it's in paper form. Yeah. So... So now we're letting the teachers unions control our government response yes. to a pandemic. Yes. Which, and I, I believe that, I know Trump had a bunch of people advising him, but I believe the wrong thing originally was, was to shut down. Now, I understand that we didn't know a lot. Yeah. yeah. I get it. It was two weeks to flatten the curve. Remember yes. that one? Oh, yeah. Turned into two years. Yes. It's been a few more than two weeks. Yeah. And then it's been proven because the lockdowns actually made it worse, not better. Mm-hmm. Masks don't do shit. <laughs> well, let's go down that road again. I know. Let's go down that road. If you wear an M95 mask and you wear it correctly, yes, it will do something. Cloth masks don't do shit. Surgical masks don't do shit. No. It's no, they signal your virtue. Yes. Yeah. I'm on the team. Yeah. But all of it was. That was bullshit. That's it. Well, I mean, we'll go back to what the CDC and, and hair Fauci uh, said about oh, masks. He? He's been disappeared all of a sudden. Oh, Clinton. Where'd he go? I don't know. Um, but you know what they said at the beginning first Masks do nothing. Do not wear masks. Right. They actually said, do not do it. And then they said, well, it might not be a bad idea to wear a mask. And then they said, okay, okay, everybody wear masks because it'll stop you from touching your face so much. It does not stop the virus. The CDC and Air Fauci both came out and said that. Mm Mm-hmm. The masks do not, in any way, shape, or form, stop the virus, but they may help stop uh, you touching your face so much. Make sure you wear two or three of them. Yes. And (laughs) and that was when they thought that the virus was uh, 
passed along by droplets, mm-hmm. not airborne. Yeah. Once it was found that it was airborne, masks did nothing. Mm-hmm. Cloth masks do even less. Yeah. Less than nothing. A cloth mask is actually worse for you to wear than no mask at all. Yay. And, and, and we were told all this. Mm-hmm. But yet, you know, you want to signal your virtue. Hey, throw on that mask. Yeah. You know. I'm part of the team, man. Yeah. My mask has a symbol on it that says I'm double vaxxed. Yeah. Well, you're going to need a new mask because you're going to need to be triple vaxxed. Yeah. <laughs> and soon it's going to be your annual subscription. Yeah. Yeah. I just remember Biden standing up there and saying, if you get vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask. You yep. can go do anything you want to do. Yep. Year one. Yes. If you get vaccinated, you won't have to worry about it. You cannot catch COVID. And then and you cannot transmit COVID. And then for the next year, they backpedaled on that whole thing. Yeah. Well, then it was, you can't catch it, but you can still transmit it. So now I'm going to talk about why this is such a big scam. Yes, let's do it. Other than us, who's talking about COVID anymore? I haven't, you know, even on uh, media outlets that I did used to hear COVID stuff on, I haven't heard anything. Went away overnight. It did. Ukraine. Well, we needed another distraction. Yes. Because the, the pandemic was running out of steam. Yeah, it's coming to an end. We've reached endemicity. And then there was a lot of stuff about vaccination side effects. And then Mm -hmm. it's like, what do we need? Oh, let's do what we always do. It's a war. Ah. Which we have nothing to do with. No. Well, we had something to do with starting it. But we have nothing to do with what's going on now other than sending aid to the Ukraine and and hiking up our own gas prices. When we're bombing Somalia. Yes. And Yemen. Oh, my God. Yeah. The bombing that we do in Somalia, Syria, Yemen, what we're doing in Yemen is just outrageous. It is 10 times as bad as what Putin is doing in Ukraine. So I can look see, it up, people. I could see half of our listeners uh, uh, getting mad about this one. Uh, I can, you know, probably two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe four. So we may lose uh, 50% of our audience oh, well. on this, but I'm, I'm just going to, I'm going to call it like I see it is we've got nothing to do with this. This affects politicians' pocketbooks, uh, not caring the water for Putin, don't really care about Russia at all. Mm-hmm. This is none of our effing business. Really isn't. This is none of our effing, no. except for the politicians who have children over there, Mitt Romney. Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi's kid. And, of course, old Hunter Biden. Uh, He has a few interests over there. Yes. And that's it, folks. Uh, I don't know why they're trying to pull our... Well, I do know why they're trying to pull the wool over our eyes. Because they figured out that fear controls most of the masses these days. And the the biggest thing was personal fear. You're going to die. If you don't do this, you're going to die. If you don't stay indoors, you're going to die. If you don't get this vaccine, you're going to die. Of course, I suspect it might be the other way around. But anyway, if you don't do this, you're going to die. Now it's talk of World War III. 
Okay, I'm going to go back to one that I was kind of fooled by, and that was North Korea. Okay. Back in Obama. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, North Korea, they're going to get us. They're going to get us. That is smaller than most of our states. Yeah. And they're a poor country. Yes. And they demonized them like they were going to, like they had all this technology that they had all these hackers. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> you are not, look, even Snowden proved that the Russia hacking and the mm-hmm. North Korea hacking was just us. Yeah. That they've never been a threat. Any hacker worth his salt can make it look like it came from somewhere else. Yeah. North Korea wasn't hacking us. North North Korea isn't a threat. And then if if we're analyzing the hacks that we committed, mm-hmm. we, can, we can say anything. I mean, all you have to do is, is look at the evidence. Okay, first, during Obama, Obama needed, needed somebody bad. There was Afghanistan going on, but that was petering out. Mm-hmm. He needed a bad guy. So mm-hmm. it was North Korea. Now, I'm not saying that North Korea is a great place because it... No. it it sucks. And and don't get me wrong. We have to keep them in check. Yes. Because they will fire a missile at Japan. Yeah. Or yeah. South Korea. True, true. But they're not a threat to us. Nah. They're not a threat to us. But Obama made it out like they were the biggest threat on the planet. Mm-hmm. When it was really China. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I digress. Well, no. Not, um, not to give... Okay, no, I'm not giving Obama credit. But... Uh, I will say that, you know, uh, good old George W. Um, did say that well, the axis of evil mm-hmm. in North Korea was one of them. North Korea, Iran, and was it Russia? Russia, no. yeah. I think, was it? I think so. North Korea, Iran, and somebody. It might have been Russia. We could Google it, but not yeah, right now. I'm not worth it. It's <laughs> not worth it. But, yeah, I mean, George W. was talking about North Korea. Um, prior to Prior to that... I don't remember anybody ever bringing up North Korea. Yeah, well, see. Since the Korean War. Well, what I'm getting to is, is first we started out with North Korea and Obama and how bad, 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 bad they were. Then came Trump, and we went over there, and it's like, uh, these guys don't have shit. No. <laughs> they really don't. And Trump met with them and yeah. didn't demonize them and yep. said, uh yeah, they're they're not a they're not a threat. Right. That's when everybody said that Trump and Kim Jong Un is, is are best buddies now. Yeah. And they demonized Trump for it. Yeah. And now we're back on the hate North Korea thing because I'm seeing mm-hmm. on the news. Well, they're launching ICBMs now, and yeah. and and they're they're crazy. They don't they they're gonna bomb us, and they may be crazy. Yeah. I'm not. I'm fine with that. One little missile test mm-hmm. and we're already demonizing it. And this is the thing is we have to be controlled by fear. How many times do we test missiles? Oh, good Lord. <laughs> that we know about. <laughs> now, how much demonization happened when China tested their hypersonic missile technology yeah. that we don't even have yet. And Russia, they have a hypersonic missile also. That's what they're saying. And you know what? I think I'd believe them. Yeah. No, actually, there was a test. It was it was on Russian. It was on TV. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, we need to be controlled by fear. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm not saying these people don't pose a threat, but they don't pose a threat that they're telling us. Right. And they're demonizing these countries and they're demonizing. This is the Democrat playbook. Now it used to be the Republican playbook, Russia, Russia, Russia. Mm -hmm. And now, now it's like if a, if a Democrat stubs their toe, it must've been Russia. It's gotta be because of the Trump Russia collusion, right? That didn't happen. That didn't happen. Uh, Oops. And, yeah, well, it's, and for it's, those who haven't watched, uh, they've made uh, small references to it in the news, but not like when they were like Trump bad, Russia yeah, collusion, yeah, blah, blah, like blah, blah, blah. The New York Times who put it in paragraph 26 of their article. Yeah, that it never happened. Yes. And the Steele dossier was fake. Yes. And now Trump's suing Hillary Clinton for the Steele dossier. That's right. Hillary Clinton, uh, Christopher Steele. He's named several high-ranking people. Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's funny is the mainstream media will come out and say that, okay, yes, we know that was fake. Mm-hmm. And then in the almost the very next breath, talk about the Trump-Russia collusion that yeah. they just said was fake. Yeah. People, you just need to listen. Well, my point in bringing this whole thing out is uh, be brave. Quit being a chicken shit. Yeah. Quit being being scared by everything that they tell you on the news. And they're really, oh, man, I saw Biden on TV talking, oh, sorry. talking about how, how inflation was due to Ukraine. That was happening before Ukraine, dude. It's not it really went up a lot since Ukraine. Yeah. It's went up. Yeah, of course. And but then, not in an exponential fashion that you would think. So, no. And then blaming blaming the gas prices on Russia, two I think it was like two percent of our oil comes from Russia. Yeah. Well, okay. Now I don't know about the rest of the country. I can just look at the gas that I buy. Mm-hmm. Um, the last time I filled up, well, it was three ninety nine. Just before the whole Russia Ukraine scenario, um, it was like three fifty nine. Whereas right before Biden took office, I was paying 179. So yeah, where does Russia, Ukraine fit into all that? Uh nowhere. Exactly. It's just another attempt at uh diverting our attention. Yeah, it's all distraction. And the the big the big distraction is when Biden tells us that we need to go buy a sixty thousand dollar electric car yeah. to relieve gas prices. Okay, folks, what happens after that? Well, let me give you a real example that happened. Okay. So the electric company or energy companies, mm-hmm. as it were, wanted us to buy more energy efficient appliances and led bulbs mm-hmm. remember when incandescents were pretty much made illegal yep so we need to buy more efficient stuff so so we can bring our prices down mm-hmm. then they raise the rates yeah what the f do you think is going to happen if everybody buys an electric car they're going to raise the electricity rates yeah, you're, cooling <laughs> your house is going to be uh, it's going to be like it was when i was a kid you know, people didn't have home uh, central air. Yeah. Uh, where I grew up, it just wasn't something you had. Only rich people did. Yeah. And it's going to be that way again because mm-hmm. nobody else is going to be able to afford it. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, 
you you can't use the R22 refrigerant anymore. You have to use the R410 because it's more efficient. Mm-hmm. Yada, yada, yada. This is what's going to come down the pipe. Regulations started out as a good thing. And yeah, I will say well, that. They, they started out as a good thing. Are. Clean, clean up clean up the rivers, you know, so when you throw a match in it, it doesn't catch on fire. Yeah. So you're not poisoning kids with lead. So mm-hmm. you're not breathing in asbestos in, in factories. Good. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the money comes in and says, you know what? We want everybody to change out their air conditioner. So we're going to switch from R22 to R410 mm-hmm. and we're going to make that stuff so stinking expensive mm-hmm. that they have to upgrade. What happened there? lobbyists yeah of course so they the government changes these regulations now it's it's a profit center oh absolutely regulation is a profit center. absolutely and regulation uh regulatory agencies are just bureaucracies and i've always said the purpose of a bureaucracy is to maintain the bureaucracy of course when the epa was first established you know, they had a, a certain set of guidelines, a certain uh, purpose. They fulfilled that purpose uh, about 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. But they're still around and they keep getting bigger. Yep. Because what they do is they find a new purpose. Mm-hmm. And, and that's just how it is. And, you know, it's just like, okay, it's just like a toll road. <laughs> a city will put in a toll road to pay for the construction of that road, a bridge, whatever. And then once that's paid for, does the toll go away? No, Golden Gate Bridge is a prime example. The toll was only supposed to be there to pay for the bridge, Yep, but it's still there. It cost you five bucks to go across the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, But, you know, they get dependent on that money because it doesn't get used for what it's supposed to be used for anyway. No. But, you know, it's the same thing here. You know, a regulatory agency will not go away when their mission is complete. They will come up with a new mission. Right. You know, and that's what our bloated government has become and how it became that way. Well, if they're bloated, I think we need a laxative in here. Yeah, Yeah. a little gas X. And I I, I do think that's what Trump was. Trump was the laxative for the stopped up government. Yeah. But he pissed off too many people taking too much money. He cut off people's money for about four years. Yeah. There were a lot less kickbacks going on. Yeah. A lot less pork spending. And who was one of the biggest Republicans who said something about it? Romney. Yeah. Who's got his hands in Ukraine. Oh, yeah. He's got a son over there. Mm-hmm. Right there with uh, Pelosi's son. That's right. Oh, the corruption is deep. Yeah. Um, that's it for that story. What do you got? (laughs) Well, that story went down a rabbit hole. (laughs) We do that, but you know what? Uh, I like it. I think we banter well and, and, and the, the rabbit holes we go down are informative. And I think a lot of our listeners may not know some of the details that, that we bring about because we actually do study this stuff. It's not, you know, flying by the seat of our pants though. We could do a lot better if this was our only job. True. So donate. More yes, bit. definitely. We can do this full uh, time. We can do it full time. Do it a couple times a week and uh, really get in-depth uh, reporting for you. Yeah. While you talk about this, Dean, and just full disclosure down here in uh, 
Tejas. It's getting a little hot, so I'm going to open the window real oh, quick. Okie dokie. All right, so I'm going to stick with the whole government corruption and 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 all that. Um, did the bunker just fall over? Yeah. All right. Um, so I'm going to take you in a big full circle event. We're going to talk about Hunter Biden's laptop. What? Yeah. Guess what? It's real. It's been verified. Finally. What we've all known. Oh, all that's time, Republican talking points. No, it's Russia collusion. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's, it's Russian disinformation. Well, what we've all known for a long time, it's real. It's all real. Um, it's been validated. It's been verified. And it was in the New York Times on paragraph 26 of their article buried way deep they buried the lead they go figure did. um well, like we reported knew, it they knew they had to report it but they didn't want it to be front page news <laughs> uh wapo the washington post has actually come out and, and re-verified it uh and put it a little more give it a little more prominent position but here's a big circle that we can uh well be flushed down like a toilet bowl uh, when you feel like you're in a toilet bowl, grab the rim and hang on. So, according to the emails that are on Hunter Biden's laptop, he secured millions in funding for U.S. contractor in Ukraine. Contractor's name is Metabiata, and they uh, are a DOD contractor on paper. I wonder if they had to get vaccinated. Oh. <laughs> well, they're all... They're, <laughs> Were they part they of are, the mandates? Yeah, they are a contractor <laughs> in Ukraine. There you go. Who specialize in deadly patho- pathogen research. Uh, so that raised a few more questions about uh, the disgraced son of the former vice president, because he was vice president at that time, is before he left office. So um, I think it's 253 emails that were that were released that talked about this specifically. Mm-hmm. And um, now, Hunter introduced Metabiota to Burisma. Now, if you don't remember, Burisma is the oil and gas company that Hunter Biden was on the board of being paid $83,000 a month to be on that board. Wow. Where he has Where can I get one of those gigs? Absolutely no experience <laughs> other than being the son of the vice president. Uh-huh. Yeah, to kick some back to the big guy. Yeah, 10%. You know who the big guy is. Okay. So follow me here. Burisma, the CEO of Burisa, Burisma, uh, Zachevsky, I believe is what his name was, was being investigated in Ukraine by a prosecutor for corruption. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden, in the now famous YouTube video that everybody's seen, if you haven't, please look it up. It's real. It's authentic. Everybody knows it is. It is him speaking. It's not a deep fake. But Joe Biden says we will withhold $1.5 billion in aid that we're going to give you unless you fire this prosecutor who's investigating the CEO of Burisma. Uh, next day, he was fired. Huh. Surprise, surprise. Surprise. What, what did Joe say? Well, son of a bitch. He was fired. <laughs> Um, now 
Remember, I said that Hunter introduced Metabiota to Burisma. The CEO of Burisma is the major shareholder of Metabiota. Mm-hmm. So now we know the bigger reason that he couldn't be investigated because Metabiota would have pointed everybody to the corruption in the uh, investigation of pandemic-causing diseases. Well, I think I might have that clip. Yeah? I, I, I was, not I, I, but it just happened to be, that was the assignment I got. I, I, I got all the good ones. Uh, and uh, so I got Ukraine. And uh, um, I remember going over convincing our team, our <coughs> others, to convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees. And I went over, right, I guess the... 12th, 13th time to Kiev, and uh, and I was going supposed to announce that there was another billion dollar loan guarantee, and I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had they were walking out to press conference. Said, nah. I said, I'm not going to, or we're not going to give you the billion dollars. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. <laughs> I said, I'm telling you, you're not getting a billion dollars. I said, you're not getting a billion. I'm going to be leaving here. And I think it was, what, six hours? I looked, I said, I'm leaving in six hours. If the prosecutor's not fired, you're not getting the money. Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> Got fired. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I was wrong. It was one billion, not a billion and a half. Yeah, well. Um, which, is, which is exactly what they accused Trump of in his so-called perfect phone call. Well, no, but, but can you say blackmail? Absolutely. But you see, had they uh, done the investigation into that corruption, then Metabiata would have came to light. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that they were doing research on, uh, you know, pathogens, deadly pathogens, pandemic causing diseases mm-hmm. would have also came to light. And, you know, all the players in it. So, well, well, the, so now, and, and the other part is too, and I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, pass this over, but then his son would have gotten exposed and he would have gotten exposed. Exactly. So now. And he, I mean, President uh, Biden. Yes. Um, so let's put a couple of these pieces together. Okay. Joe Biden went over there as vice president to stop the investigation. Mm-hmm. During the Trump administration, it looked like some of that investigation may start to come out again. You know, some of this information may come to light. Then Joe Biden, who had said many times he was not going to run for president, all of a sudden, okay, I'll throw my hat in the ring. Yeah, it's got to cover his ass. Yep. (laughs) And now there's a war in Ukraine. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, I, I love, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, that, uh, you know, it was stated that we are not doing any biological research in Ukraine, but it's perfectly safe. It's perfectly safe there. <laughs> okay. So what we're not doing is safe, safe yeah. from being found out because we're not really doing it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's some, some circles there. And, um, yeah. Look it up. Metabiota, M-E-T-A-B-I-O-T-A. It, they are a DOD contractor mm. operating in Ukraine, specializing in uh, this research. So 
You mean uh, the government lied to us? Well, let's go back to the Smith Month Smith Munt Act that in two thousand yeah that. in two thousand thirteen. <laughs> Obama got rid of one provision of it, not the whole thing, mm-hmm. but got rid of the provision that allows the government to spread propaganda propaganda amongst its citizens. Didn't used to be able to do that before. Now it's rampant. Do you mean now let me make sure I don't have a big brain. Not like you. <laughs> I have a big head, but you not do. a big brain. You do. It rattles around in there. So you're telling me that, go back a couple of shows, <laughs> uh-huh. that the government can pay corporations, media corporations, to say whatever they want them to say. You mean like the billion dollars they paid uh, out to media for their COVID-19 message? Uh-huh. For COVID-19 hesitancy. You know, it just occurred to me, something I had completely forgotten about mm-hmm. with this laptop. Remember when it was first starting to be investigated and they were saying Russian disinformation, yada, yada, yada. Uh, the FBI lost their copy of that hard drive. Mm. I, just, I just remembered that. Mm-hmm. How does that happen? Well, let's go back to that clip we just played. So he says, you better do this or you're not going to get any money. Mm-hmm. I can imagine that the same conversation happened with heads of media corporations. Absolutely. Uh, we're going to run an audit on your FCC license, mm-hmm. all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. Uh, Joe's already proved that this is what he does. Yeah. And... Yeah, you're going to report whatever. Okay, let's let's go back a little further. Mm-hmm. There were two news ladies, and it's been a while back, and it kind of got buried. But they were saying, you know, they would do the they would do the weather. They were mm-hmm. weather weather ladies, and I think one was a was an anchor, and they came out and they said, they're not letting us report the real news. Yeah, just to one let of them you was know. In, in Houston. Yeah, yeah. So. If you think the government's not controlling the media so that you can mm-hmm. be programmed to think a certain way, then you need to wake up. Well, it's a well-known fact. And I'm, this is not speculation. This is a well-known documented fact mm-hmm. that in all the major news organizations and even some of the smaller uh, markets, mm-hmm. there are CIA operatives or intelligence operatives yeah. working in those agencies. There is one company that did not take the money, though, one major news corporation mm-hmm. that didn't, and that was OAN News. Yep. And guess who's canceling them this month? DirecTV. Of course they are. Of course they are. Well, again, and we talked about this months ago, mm-hmm. but uh, all the major uh, mainstream media news outlets on TV, what you watch a lot of their programs, and the one common thing you hear, brought to you by Pfizer. Pfizer. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, boy. So, I mean, Will Smith resigned from the Academy, so I'd rather see Joe Biden resign from the presidency. Though I'd rather see Kamala resign first, but then again, who's he going to appoint? Well, this Hillary? is... Hillary? Yeah. Yeah, or Pelosi. 
Nah, I don't think so. She's third in the line. Yeah, but if the if the vice president uh, resigns, mm-hmm. the uh, president then appoints somebody. It had to be approved by Senate, just like you know a, a judicial appointment. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't automatically. The only way Pelosi becomes president, unless he, she gets appointed, would be if Biden and Kamala uh, both die. Essentially, hmm. she would be uh, become the president at that point. <laughs> yeah, and, and I just. Uh... I mean, people think sometimes things can't get worse. They can always get worse. Oh yeah, <laughs> they can yeah. always get worse, and they will. I have. It's going to get worse. It's going to get much worse. Well, before it gets any better. No agenda's been talking about it quite a lot, and it it did it did spark a thought to me. Is this is the seventies uh, redo? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was alive during the seventies, and so were yeah, you. I was. I'm a gentleman over fifty. I so, am too. Uh, I remember what that was like and how desperate. I mean, it was really the mac and cheese years. Oh yeah. Mac and cheese, hamburgers, hamburger helper. I think hamburger helper was invented. Shake and bake, all this cheap food. Yes. Because things were so expensive. And we were talking earlier, what was the interest rate back then? To buy a house in the late 70s, early 80s, um, you you must. I mean, there was no way around it. It was uh, 20% down, and your interest rate on a mortgage was 13%. And I'm here to tell you that it's going to happen again. Uh, we're, we're heading that way. So, yeah, um, you know, I, I definitely see it climbing. I don't know if we'll hit 13 again. Yeah. I think it's going to depend a lot on midterm elections, really. Uh, I think the no, even, no, even no, no, the no, no, Democratic no. strategy. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold All on. Right. I'm, I'm going to tell you why I said okay. that now. I, Go got ahead. My, I got my thought back is. Oh, shit. We have to correct the economy and the mm-hmm. only way to correct the economy i hate to say it as much as it hurts mm-hmm. me as a consumer is we have to raise interest rates well of course and we have to make them high to do the correction just right. like in the 70s right but go ahead yeah i mean i agree um i think i can see nine maybe ten percent i don't know if we'll hit 13 or more well, I'm I'm targeting but ten. Ten. Yeah. That, I mean, 10. that sounds reasonable. Um, I know uh, reasonable is not the right word, <laughs> or I guess it is. We need to we need to correct everything. Um, the only other thing would be to get super conservative fiscally, and uh, you know, stop printing so much money, slow down the printing of money, mm-hmm. which will make the money more valuable, destroy more money. Because we destroy billions of dollars um, because it's old, coming out of circulation, et cetera. Yeah. So we need to decrease the amount of actual money in the market. And one of the ways to do that is raising interest rates. And what, when we say raising interest rates, we're not really talking about you know your mortgage, your car. We're talking about bank-to-bank interest rates or right. bank-to-the-Fed interest rates, actually. Right. Um, which will then raise the interest rates for your car loan, your house loan, uh, your mortgage, your 
you know, personal loans will become almost non-existent. Um, unsecured loans will be few and far between. Credit cards are going to go back to 18, 19% for people with good credit. Mm-hmm. You know, that's how it's going to have to be just to help correct this. Now, I don't think we'll have to be there long, depending on what happens in the midterms. Right. Now, even Democratic strategists are saying that, you know, the uh, Democrats will more than likely lose the House. They're not sure about the Senate. It's pretty close. Those are the Democratic strategists. These are the people who believe, you know, the Democrats should win everything. Um, The more moderate people, the more center people are saying that the Republicans are going to take both the House and the Senate, maybe even a landslide in the House especially. I don't know. Um, We'll find out this year in November. Yes, we will. But there's a lot of time between now and then, and what can happen between now and then is going to determine a lot. But the problem is the Congress right now, pretty much anybody who's up for re-election this year kind of sees themselves as lame duck. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't really have a lot of authority. Nothing's really going to get passed between now and the midterm elections. That's funny. I mean, they geez. they hold they hold just about everything yes and they can't get anything done no absolutely well biden's new budget have you heard the number have not 5.8 trillion good god yeah got some of his build back better plan in there oh yeah build back broker that's it well, and they need this, to spend all the money what, before a Republican comes in and shuts it down. Well, I, I, I love how at the press conference when Biden said, you know, people people are blaming inflation on us spending too much money. That is utterly false or something along those uh, or lines. Or utterly true. It is. When you. Well, it's all Trump's fault. Yeah. When you spend more than you have, inflation ensues. Mm-hmm. It is not the fault of Russia and Ukraine. It, that actually has nothing to do with our inflation. Right. Very little. Let me just say very little. Um, our inflation would probably be almost as high as it is now had Russia not invaded Ukraine. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be much different. Gas prices would probably be better. But right now with gas prices, it's looking like we're going to stay at a higher level of gas prices for long enough that even a 50 cent to a dollar drop is going to look super significant to everybody. And that's what the new normal will be for gas prices. Oh, absolutely. I've been saying this for years is I'll raise it 50% mm-hmm. and then drop it by 10. Yeah. And then everybody will go, Ooh, thank God they lowered prices. No, they didn't. It's what stores have been doing for years. They'll raise some the price of something 50% and then run a sale 20% off. And everybody thinks they're getting a deal. Yeah. <laughs> It's been going on for years. But, you know, I'm just waiting for uh, Hunter Biden to get indicted. And then, you know, I want to see the stuff come out. But I'm sure most of that's going to be closed door, top secret. I mean, they're they're saying uh, there are up to five laptops out there now. Yeah. Five. I know of three. And this is just one. Yeah. All of this is just one laptop. The one that he dropped off at a Wilmington computer repair shop that... Wilmington, um, Delaware. Yes. 
Delaware, his home state, his father's home state. Um, but they dropped it off at, he dropped it off at a computer repair shop, never picked it up. And to this day, doesn't remember doing that. But then again, crack will do that to you. Yeah, so well, hookers and blow. Hookers and blow. <laughs> All right, well, that's enough with depressing news. Now we'll get on to uh, depressing tech news. <laughs> Yay. Hello, IT. Have you tried turning it off and on again? So here's one. It's just topical, so it's not deep tech. All right. Which... Uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but doing the I don't the, like it. The surface tech right. is is getting on my nerves. I, <laughs> I think I really want to go into deep tech, but anyway, yeah. Here's the headline. Okay, it's in bold, so it must be important. It must be. It's from uh, Computer World. Okay, I didn't even know they were a tech thing anymore, but anyway, yeah. <laughs> they were obviously they're not. So, uh, Ukrainian tech industry says it's still open for business. And I'm going to stop right there. Let's hold off on that. <laughs> yeah. How exactly is Ukraine anything in tech? But how is anything open for business there? I, I digress. Yes. It says Ukraine's leading IT trade association insists the country remains open for business and is able to deliver technology products, projects, sorry, projects, mm -hmm. not products, mm -hmm. projects to foreign clients amid the war with Russia and ongoing refugee crisis. Huh? Okay. Okay. What what Ukrainian IT projects are there that has nothing to do with hacking? Well, let me explain. <laughs> let me explain. The IT Ukraine Association represents about 100 leading companies with 75,000 professionals, IT members between them in the country, which has become near shore haven for Western companies seeking skilled personnel, particularly relating to software development and mm -hmm. engineering. So it's basically uh, India, a smaller yeah. India. Yeah. So they outsource this stuff. Mm -hmm. Ukraine's Office of Foreign Affairs says more than 100 of the Fortune 500 outsourced to this country, with IT export volume increasing 36% to $6.8 billion in 2021. And up from five billion in 2020 and 2.4 billion in 2019, according to the IT Ukraine Association. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm gonna say this: <laughs> people offshore, yeah, be people. Uh, they do it all the time. I I just looked at a contract for this product, and I'm not gonna say the product. Mm -hmm. Uh, for this product that connects to Salesforce. Now, for those who don't know, Salesforce is one thing, mm -hmm. but there are lots of other things that are built on top of Salesforce as a platform. Mm -hmm. And they bring in programmers to make it, to customize it, to bring in special things, special functions, things like that. Uh, one of them that's based uh, out of your neck of the woods is called Encino. And it's for financial corporations, for contact tracing, mm -hmm. uh, ticklers to say, well, it's time to call this guy for a loan. He's, mm -hmm. he's doing pretty good. And so basically it does data mining and you, whatever you feed it, it makes recommendations on 
new products you can sell sell them hence salesforce right uh encino is a big company and they've done well with it i'm not not disparaging them in any way shape or form and this is a lot different from when we were in the you know dealing with salesmen uh-huh. because i'm in it but i don't deal with salesmen anymore okay. that's not my thing but uh, act. I act got a lot two, of free lunches. Yeah. Act 2000. And right. Right. Act for business and, and, you know, uh, sage works and mm-hmm. all these other CRM, you know, contact management systems. Yeah. Uh, so all these, all these contact management systems. So this is where I see their, their people are getting outsourced to do these. Now that's more, not really, I don't think America would outsource to Ukraine, but I think a lot of European companies would. Well, I mean, you know, a lot of smaller businesses that need software done, there are three places they go uh, for inexpensive, and it, but good, you know, decent anyway, software work. And that's uh, India, Ukraine, and Philippines. Now, now, hold on. Dean says this from personal experience yes. because he is one of those outsourced professionals in the U.S. Yes, <laughs> here in the U.S., yes. Uh, so you feel free to elaborate on this entire industry. Yeah, I mean, um, most most people who don't know what they're doing. Um, which which to- I am one of those because I am infrastructure and information security. Right. So when, it, when I see a web page, I'm like, don't care, don't know. Yeah. Call somebody. Right. See, I do, most of my work is web development, but I do the back end uh, programming and, and database management stuff. Um, I don't, I'm not the guy that makes it pretty. I'm the guy that makes it work. Mm-hmm. Um, and for people to do that, uh, it, you know, most people that are looking for that type of work don't know what they're looking for, nor do they know what it costs or what's involved. They look at a website that could be seventy-five to a hundred thousand dollar website, mm-hmm. and think that it should be done for about two grand. Nah. <laughs> um, I've I've literally had people come to me and and ask if I would do roughly a hundred hours worth of work for two hundred and fifty dollars. What? Yeah, because they don't know what's involved. Well, they try and to get you tell to them, Fiverr. <laughs> yeah, and when I tell them what's involved, you know, they think I'm I'm out of my mind. Mm -hmm. And then they go to either India, Ukraine, or the Philippines. And they still spend, you know, a lot of money, but a lot less than what it would cost, uh, you know, for me to do it or for somebody here in the United States to do it. But over there in those three countries, you know, they are, you know, they're um, development farms. Mm -hmm. You know, you have a hundred people working on a project and they can get it done quick. And they don't have to pay them very much because the annual cost of living is so low in those countries that, you know, or the annual salaries, I should say, mm-hmm. are so low in those countries that it doesn't cost as much. You know, whereas, you know, I can bill out, depending on what I'm doing, anywhere from 50 to $150 an hour. Yeah, and they don't have the labor laws there that we do in the United right. States, nor the enforcement. Right. So the same work can be done in, in the Ukraine for you know three or four dollars an hour five dollars an hour ten dollars an hour is is a decent wage over there um so you know yeah the ukraine actually has a lot of good technical abilities i found that out back in the early 90s after the fall of soviet union 
I was working with a lot of Eastern Bloc countries, and um, it surprised me how much knowledge those people had. Because at that time, this was 1995, 95, 96. At that time, the average in Romania, the average annual salary was like $250. Annually? Annually. Wow. Yes. So um, it surprised me how much technical knowledge those people had of Unix servers and storage systems and database systems, you know, things that I'd been working with in the military intelligence arena where, you know, we had a lot of money. Well, it's because they don't have anything else to do. Okay, so the difference, <laughs> yeah. the di- well, the difference yeah. is, is if you don't have anything else to do, you're. I remember when I was younger, I would work 18 hours a yeah. day. Yeah. Because I didn't have anything else to do. Yeah. So it was no sweat off my brow to go in and do 18 hours worth of work. Right. For months. Mm-hmm. Because... Oh, this is fun. I'll go yeah. do this. Yeah. I'll even work off the clock. And I would. Some of us just enjoyed the learning process. Exactly. Then I got a family. I got outside interests, uh, hobbies, things like that. I started valuing my off time mm-hmm. uh, and part of getting older and starting to value your time and realizing that that's the one thing you can't get more of. Mm-hmm. And then after that, it's like, well, I value my time. I'm going to take my time off. And so that working 18 hours a day, 16 hours a day comes to a halt. It's like, I'm working eight hours a day. Then I'm going to go home and spend time with my family, mm-hmm. um, go work on that project car that I have in the garage or or work on the lawn as a hobby, what, whatever mm-hmm. it is that you do, f- right. fishing, whatever. Yeah. And, and you start not to be as concerned about work now these these countries that are impoverished they're lucky to have a job yes so when like in china when they do a call to foxconn mm-hmm. for a hundred jobs ten thousand people show up yeah of course at the door yeah because they need a job yeah and they're going to work their self to death yes. for that job because they're they want to keep that job they're the 100 out of ten thousand. Yeah. So these impoverished countries, they're willing to do that because of the life that they have. Mm-hmm. And to, and I'm simplifying it by saying they don't have anything better to do, but they really don't because they can't yeah. afford to do anything else. Right. And they'll do anything to keep that job. Mm-hmm. So, yes, it is cheaper. Yes, they'll get more out of it. And, yes, the people are smarter because they'll dedicate 24 hours to mm-hmm. learning to get that and keep that job yeah. as where us as Americans, I hate to say it, but won't, we won't do no, that of course because not. we value our, our leisure time. Yeah. But I they, 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 if they could, if they could enjoy some leisures, then they would too. Yeah. But you know, you don't, you don't find people in other countries golfing every week. No. Or going fishing every week Mm-mm. or any of these outside hobbies because it's, it's expensive. Especially when you're paying, you know, $15 a gallon for gas to get anywhere. <laughs> you know, it, it gets well, really we're not there expensive. yet, but we're uh, uh, it's not, not here. Surprise me, not here, but Norway, which is one of the biggest oil producers in the world, mm-hmm. they do. Yeah. Um, which is how they pay for all their social programs. Sweet. You know, other countries that are major oil producers, you pay 25 cents a gallon. Well, well, well. Uh, 
Yeah. Except okay. us. I, I, I hear you. I mean, I, I agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. And th- that's the way it is. I mean, I don't have any choice but to do gr- agree because that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. Those are facts. Now, I would say we do the same thing, but we do it spread out. So, yeah. you know, you have personal property tax, you have mm-hmm. state tax mm-hmm. in, in some states, not mm-hmm. not Texas, but but all the rest of the states. Uh, well, I think Nevada, you know, I think there's and, five states that doesn't have a uh, an income tax. Yeah, Florida, Nevada, New Hampshire, New Hampshire. Yeah. So they don't have personal property tax, I don't think either. I'm not sure. But all the rest of the states, they get you, they tax you on everything. They tax you on gas. Mm-hmm. They tax you, there's a gas tax. Mm-hmm. Then there's a gas sales tax. Mm-hmm. Then you have a tax on food. Mm-hmm. And then you have a tax on goods. Mm-hmm. And so what you're talking about in Norway, that is a cons- consumption tax. Yes. And I believe in consumption tax. It's the best of flat tax. Right. But they also have an income tax. Well, <laughs> yes, but I'm just saying if you, if you, right. it's the, it's the we fair, tax fair tax, yeah. fair tax if principle. we went to fair tax yes. on consumption, the more you buy, the more you had to pay. And then everybody would pay taxes. Yes. Drug dealers would pay taxes. Exactly. People that don't file taxes would be paying taxes. Would be paying taxes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. But they say that it's a tax on the poor. No, you no. just just because if they're poor, they're not going to spend that much. Just because there's a new Mercedes that is eighty thousand dollars doesn't mean you have to have it. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to have it, you're going to pay the tax on it. Exactly. So I mean, I believe in that consumption tax, and then that that well, would uh, over in Europe they also have a luxury tax. Oh yeah. So items that they find to be of luxury, mm-hmm. like that new Mercedes or um, that yacht, I think. I think when I bought a bed over there, I had to pay the luxury tax on it. It was like 23%. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Well, anyway. <laughs> yes. That's it about Ukraine. Yes. I'll, I'll, I digress. What do you got for tech? Well, remember when we talked about Waymo? Let's... Uh, Alphabet? Let me, uh, yeah, Google, let me, uh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, the Google spinoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't wait till gonna, they unionize. That's going to be funny Oh, shit. my God. That's going to be awesome. I uh, <laughs> want to see Google crumble. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, let me uh, remind our listeners, Waymo is the company that creates uh, fully autonomous cars, you know, driverless cars. This is and, where Skynet comes alive and yeah, your robot overlords take it. over. That's it. They are the company that sued the California, was it California or Nevada? I think it was California. Yeah. California. California DMV to not release its crash data because they said it contains sensitive information. Make them look bad. Yeah. So, and, and they want. So now this company who does not have to release any of its crash data for their fully autonomous vehicles is uh, going to start offering rides in San Francisco. Yeah, uh, its driverless vehicles right now are only available to employees, but soon uh, they're going to grow to include members of the company's trusted tester program, and they're making big moves in Arizona. They're finally growing in to include downtown Phoenix uh, after operating exclusively in the urban towns of Chandler, Gilbert, Mesa, and Tempe for five years. So... This company 
who has a whole bunch of crash data mm-hmm. that they don't have to release to anybody is going to start offering fully autonomous cars without a safety driver <laughs> in San Francisco and Phoenix. Where can this go wrong? <laughs> yeah. Um, but apparently they've been doing it in towns outside Phoenix for more than a year now. Yeah. Um, but we don't know what their crash data is. They're one of a, a handful trying to launch a wide scale commercial service built around autonomous vehicles. Um, like there's Argo AI, which is backed by Ford and Volkswagen mm-hmm. and Cruise, which is backed by General Motors. I don't know. Um, I'm not going to get in one. Okay. Yes. Let me point out the obvious. Let's do it. So I've been in IT for, uh, yeah, wow, 30 years now. Uh-huh. Yeah. So have you, you've been in longer than I have. Yeah, since 87. Yeah. Back so, before it was IT. Yeah. It was ADP. Uh, there's a reason why I have a job. Yeah. Because technology breaks yes. constantly. Yes. There is one truth to all software and hardware. Mm-hmm. There's always a bug. Always a bug. There's always problems. Yes. Always. So you're going to put your life in the hands of something that they, and I'm just talking technology uh-huh. as a whole. Yes. You know, preparation H is pretty good on the whole. It is. <laughs> Some damn good technology. Um. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to do this no. at all. No. Now, I'm on board with the Tesla autopilot because you have to be there. Yeah, yeah. You have to be there. Right. The, the whole driverless thing? No. No, 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 nope. no, no, no. Not unless it's running on a track. Well, and like let me, a, you know, a trolley car or something. Now let me say something here. Do it. Say the government wanted to take you out in one of these driverless cars. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh, we don't know why it drove off the bridge and locked the doors before it did. <laughs> Remember when the Chrysler 300s were hacked? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where they back? make a sudden turn yeah. because of the auto backup thing? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, see, um, yeah, hackers are getting better and better. And this stuff, it's got to have some sort of out external communication. Oh, I'm not talking about the hackers. I'm no, talking no, about I the know. government. I know. Or... You know, you get into one of these cars, and I'm assuming you're going to have to slide a a credit or debit card. Well, let me... And as soon as you do, the government knows who's in that car. I will answer the question that you posed just a few seconds back. Uh I have a 2021 Ford Uh diesel, Uh and it is constantly connected through 4G, constantly. Uh Constantly. Yeah. I can't turn it off. Right. I mean, I could go in there with, with, there's a program that I have, uh, that'll go in there and I can reprogram the truck and probably turn the modem off. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And it, it uh, constantly asks me to either approve or deny usage tracking mm-hmm. that goes to Ford and whoever else. Yeah. Yeah. But this is every new car. Yeah, they've all got modems in them. Mm-hmm. They they're all tracked. Uh, well, they have for what ten years. Well, I had a I had a car from 2016, mm-hmm. a Dodge product mm-hmm. that I could remotely disable. Yeah, and I could find. Pardon me, 
I could find out exactly where that car was at any time. Mm-hmm. So if you think you're not being tracked and you don't think the government knows where you are and you don't think that if you were considered a threat to a political party, that <laughs> that car could, I don't know, speed up to a hundred miles an hour and then make a sudden left turn yeah. into a tree. Oops. <laughs> Software glitch. Not that that's happened to, uh, I don't know, some journalists, but anyway. Uh, yeah, well, you know, nobody that's ever investigated the Clintons. Yeah, that's never happened. No. So you might get suicided by a computer-controlled driverless yes. car. Skynet is coming. It's, I mean, we're really heading toward Ready Player One. Yeah. Um. At least they drove their own cars there. Yeah, yeah. Well, I am not going to be buying any more vehicles unless they're older vehicles. Yeah, I don't think I'll buy another new vehicle in the rest of my life. Well, especially since uh, every car has to get 44 miles to the gallon by 2026. Yeah. What are they going to do about uh, vintage cars? Well, I mean, they can't. Are, are they no, are, new cars? New cars, right? But uh, remember the the crisis we faced when the uh, the Obama administration did that uh, scrap it. Oh no, what no, was it, it called? was cash for clunkers. Cash for clunkers. <laughs> yeah, it killed the used car market. Yeah, used cars went through the freaking roof. Yeah, when you used to be able to buy a car for five hundred dollars, yeah. and now you got to pay twenty five hundred dollars for the same for car, the exact same car, yeah. right? That still doesn't run very well. Still doesn't run very well. I mean, I, I was looking at cars the other day um, because uh, I've got a hybrid. It's a diesel and oxygen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It runs on both. Good, hey, good for you. At the same time. Uh, I started looking at maybe something that had a four-cylinder for a commuter car uh-huh. that I could throw away. Well, I couldn't find anything that was decent for under $20,000 that had under 100,000 miles. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, this is insane. Yeah. This is insane. Cars that should cost five to ten thousand dollars or twenty thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah, mm-hmm. no thanks. No thanks. No. It, it's crazy. I, I remember when I was a teenager, I would buy a car for three hundred dollars, drive it into the ground, probably wouldn't even yeah. change the oil. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid if I put any new oil in it, it might spring a leak. Yeah. Uh and I would drive that thing till it broke and yeah. I would keep the title in the glove compartment and then call a tote, uh, a scrapyard to come and pick it up yeah. and get a hundred dollars back. Yeah. So, you know, this, this world's insane. I sound like well, that crotchety old man. <laughs> this world's gone insane. <laughs> they turned the freaking frogs gay. Yeah. Um, I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the freaking frogs gay. Do you understand that? Turn the freaking frogs gay. Well, I, I might be I might be the curmudgeon. You might be the gay fr- you might be the gay frog. I might be. But I might be the curmudgeon in this podcast. I, you know, I, I think we trade off back and forth on that. Yeah. Uh, depending on depending on which thing we're talking about. What's but wrong you know with what? these kids and their colored hair and their and their butt plugs in their ears. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, let's not get started on that because I will be a curmudgeon. Um, get off my lawn. Anyway, but this goes to what we were talking about several months ago with the, the used car market. 
And, you know, the used car market, remember we had Ken Stiles on who works in that industry mm-hmm. and he'd seen a, a significant de- decrease in the amount of used cars available, which of course raised the price, standard supply and demand. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had talked about it then that we'll never see the prices come back down to what they were. Yeah. And that's exactly what we're seeing. It is. The, the used car market is back. But the prices are two or three times higher than what they were. Right. For the exact same thing, for no other reason than the fact that it went up and now they just brought it down a little bit to make us feel like, you know, it's a good deal. And now we have to wait another 30 years for the cycle. Yeah. If we're going by the 70s. Oh, good Lord. Well, anyway, that's all. That's all I feel like complaining about today. Really? Yeah. I highly doubt that, but okay. All right. Well, you know what? I think we uh, can call it a day. All right. Well, if you want to get in contact with me, it's uh, Scott at TechTools.net. Scott at T E K T O O L Z dot net. And Dean, where you at? I am Dean at TechTools.net. T E K T O O L Z dot net. And we have a website, techtools.net. Uh, surprise, surprise. Uh, guess how to spell that. T-E-K-T-O-O-L-Z.net. There you can find some past episodes. You can uh, become a producer of our show by sending us suggestions. You can also donate to help us make this a full-time job so that we can do a much better job than what we do now. Uh, and if you like what we're saying or if you don't like what we're saying, uh, su- suggested to your friends or your enemies, whichever <laughs> suggested to people who you think might enjoy it or might hate it enough to keep listening. And, uh, I'm good with hate listeners. Yeah. A little, uh, a little side note. Uh, next week will be, uh, one of the last in studios before I go on the road, before I go on the road Mm -hmm. and we will be testing out Starlink and I will be mobile in the mobile command center. And we'll do this podcast from two different locations uh, yet to be determined. I don't Mm want to put it out there just yet, but uh, I'll be going across the country and we'll be doing this live via Skype and testing that whole thing out. So more to come on that. Yes. Should be fun. There's only one thing left to say. Stay Stay safe, safe, Scott. things um, lets people into the minds of how to think about stuff. You know, not, not that we're trying to tell them how they need to think about it, but we might give them different perspectives.